Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, it's the Review Show. I got Joe and Paul with me. How are you guys doing? Doing great. So excited about the uh, show we watched this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much better now that I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> we took a look at the um, Hill Honey, I'm Home this week. This is a review show. Um, Honey. Yes. Home. Yes, and, and oh, that's what the was like. Um, it once on the BBC... And Once. they said no one more. time. Right. <laughs> so the YouTube video we watched are like, hey, we found the video. Apparently nobody wanted to talk about it. Uh, I actually with uh John Reed, who um is not with our podcast right now, hopefully we'll have him back sometime. We actually talked about this a couple of years ago when we first started doing a podcast. We wanted to bring it back. Very strange, odd show. Um, I will answer the question we talked about before. Uh, Neil McCall, we found him on Twitter. We approached him saying, Neil, you got to come on the show. Never heard from Neil. So I, I don't think Neil's uh, – he's a British actor who played Hitler. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, there's a lot of political stuff. I don't think he's a fan of former President Trump. Um, and he, he has a lot of talk about Brexit on his Twitter, but no memories of – Hail Hunley, I'm home. I know. I hope well, you wouldn't have that many of them. Now, is it true they filmed like <laughs> eight of them? Yeah, that's what, what I, I saw, read. Yeah. Is that yeah. they filmed eight, but they only right. ever aired one? Okay, I, I just want to put this out into the world. I want to watch all of the episodes. Uh, if <laughs> if there is a place where you can find the unaired episodes of Hail Honey, I'm Home. I am interested in watching them. So, just yeah. putting it out in the world. I thought they were available for a while. I didn't see any on YouTube. You guys didn't see it either, I'm assuming. No, I did not. I'm guessing they were put in a canister and buried deep within the Earth's core. Right. Because it was weird because it was kind of expressed like, hey, we put the first one on YouTube. I they gotta be there somewhere, right? They're in I a canister know. buried deep in the earth's cup. <laughs> You're just hoping that. That's that yes. is your dream that that is what happened. <laughs> well, it's like ET, the um you know, ET the video game was one of the worst video games of all time. They literally buried those games somewhere. So probably, you know, the same fate of the ET video game on Atari. Was with Hail Honey, I'm Home. Yeah, I don't know how much we could say about the show. They tried to make it like the Honeymooners. I thought it was a 1960s show. Apparently, it came out in 1990. 
and it was one time. Um, you know, they made it like the honeymooners. I thought some of the jokes were kind of funny in and of itself. The taste. Which ones? Well, <laughs> yeah, they were laughing about Neville Chamberlain coming over, and I, I thought there was a funny line when one of the neighbors came over, and they were they made the neighbor, and, and they said something about grab Hitler's butt or <laughs> grab the Fuhrer's butt or something. And it kind of made me laugh. It was a little bit funny in a weird way. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what baffled me was the neighbors were the bad guys and the neighbors were the Jews, which was kind of rough. The other part was rough was the story was, hey, we're bringing Neville Chamberlain over. And they were talking, and if you remember history, Neville Chamberlain pretty much kind of bowed down to Hitler and said, all right, you know, I mean, Hitler kind of made fun of Neville Chamberlain. So to Joe's point, they, they filmed eight episodes. So this was set early in the war effort. So what were the next shows going to be about? I mean, the Neville Chamberlain thing happened early in the war. I mean, it's just it I seems mean, so bizarre to set yeah. these major events which are based on real events Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia and so then Neville Chamberlain came over to talk to him and get him to sign a treaty for peace for all time and he signed it and then broke it right away that was all real right. so what's what all are you going to put in this thing and then it was all set in a very a very Domestic middle class domestic comedy, right? The like idea it, that the Fuhrer just had an apartment with neighbors, just like everybody else. <laughs> like what? Oh my gosh! What would have happened if this became Seinfeld and had like nine seasons? Because this was before the extermination of the Jews, and he had a nice Jewish family living next door. Yeah, it didn't hit me until I watched this again that this was set early in the war effort. So what do you make fun? I mean, if this went ten seasons, I mean, what are you making fun of? I mean, I mean, you're getting dangerously close to the final solution, which was <laughs> there's even uh, yeah the one scene where Ava Braun was in the kitchen with the neighbor wife, and she's like, "I can't tell you who's yeah. coming. Adolf will kill me if he finds out." I'm like, "It's been over eighty years, and that joke is still too soon." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and the other thing was like, hey, Berlin's a real fun time. You know, it's a great era to live. And the Jewish neighbor was like, uh, it's not that great for me. So it was just very, like, it, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get this. And however, it. they kept getting close to what would be really, really bad jokes and and not quite going there. So they, you know, it wasn't like a total lack of sense of what was yeah. inappropriate and what was appropriate, not completely. Like once you're once you've locked into this is your concept, there's there's the jokes that you really, really, really shouldn't do. And they managed to avoid those. You know, <laughs> like it could have gotten way worse. Like this, if this concept were on an American uh cable network right now, there are worse jokes that are being told on American cable networks about the, about similar topics. There are way worse jokes than this. So 
the part of the the humor seems to land in a place where that that the fact that they would be talking about these things in a middle class domestic situation. Oh, we have Neville Neville Chamberlain coming over for for dinner. Okay, so now it's like classic uh, sitcoms from the golden era where the boss is coming over for dinner, and what are the 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 hazards of that? Uh, oh, our nosy neighbors are going to want to butt in. Oh, and the nosy neighbors accidentally, you know, got drunk before he showed up. Those are classic sitcom jokes that now are just in the context of, oh, this is Hitler and Neville Chamberlain is the person who's coming over. So the jokes are just as stupid as those classic sitcom things. It's just now well, the, Hitler is the main character. The part that got me, I was trying to, do a little more exploring on the show. And apparently it was created to be a satire of American sitcoms, which that never landed for me. It, that was just flat out the longest. I watched it with my daughter and it was the longest 25 minutes of our lives. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Zack Snyder justice league cut of four hours will go right. by quicker than those 25 minutes. Well, and the odd thing about it is I've seen some other references to Hitler that were in a way that you could laugh a little bit easier. Like, there was a – did you guys ever see a couple years ago, this was on for about a season, there was a show called Making History on the Fox Network. And I'm not talking Fox News. I'm talking the entertainment Fox Network, where they had a guy, and he's – a little bit well-known, it was Adam uh, Peltry, I believe, or, or Palti. Uh, he was on, um, oh, what was that sitcom? I can't remember. Happy Endings. There was a popular sitcom on for a couple of years, and he was a guy that was on that show. Well, he was the lead for the character. He was kind of a goofy janitor that was, like, lazy and all this other stuff. He worked at a school. Another guy at the school, a teacher, was making a um, time machine. So Adam took the time machine. He went back in history. Uh, he found this girl around Revolutionary War time, and they made fun of Revolutionary War stuff. Well, long story short, he took the time machine to different parts of history. He tried to assassinate Hitler before Hitler became... And it was kind of funny the way they did it. Well, he took a girl from the Revolutionary War to try to assassinate Hitler, and then they started an ice cream stand in current times and she had a joke that was kind of funny saying this is my lucky Hitler fork because she took the fork from Hitler's time. It was kind of funny. I say all that to say at least that was some reference that was a little humorous. What bothered me about Hill Honey I'm Home was they were kind of trying to make fun of the early parts of the war. And I go back to this to say the Jewish neighbors what happens if you have 10 seasons of this show and you get to the, the point where Hitler was on the final solution? I mean, none of this show would have been funny because they were trying to poke fun at early times of the war when you knew really awful things were coming. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some shows that make fun. Like, I can't imagine that that's where they're going to go with it. Like, I see what you're saying, but I can't imagine <laughs> that's the, the point what they were trying to make fun of American sitcoms like Paul's talking about. And so, you know, all of that, 
the way they're going to approach the things is to try to place them in this middle-class domestic situation, which relies on the most absurd misunderstandings yeah. and whatever. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's just not, I don't think it's, I don't think they're going to get there, Chris. <laughs> so, they were making there's no way. Chamberlain thing. There's they no were way making fun of David Chamberlain able. about how he was yeah. kind of counting. It, it was a very strict, and maybe they weren't ever going to get to 10 seasons. I, I don't know. And I, I, I just, it was weird. Can't I, imagine I, if we get to 10 seasons anyway. Uh, but it's a strange situation where, Watching the show, I mean, tropes are tropes, and you uh, you kind of assume that Heil Honey, I'm home, and he's the guy on the who he's he is Hitler, so he's going to be the main character of this sitcom. I don't ever ever feel like watching it. I was on the side of Adolf. Yeah, you know, he felt like that kind of uh, throwback 1950s husband casually misogynistic uh, and just not really the guy that you're on board with. I don't know who I was on board with in this, in this pilot <laughs> because yeah. the wife it, it promises she's not going to tell who's coming for dinner and literally instantly turns around and tells somebody who that yeah. tells the neighbor that who, who's coming to dinner just instantly. So like nobody's really the, the person that I would want to follow per se the the neighbors were actually quite fun i i recognized yeah. them as as those casual humorous neighbor tropes so i wouldn't say they were the people to follow but i wouldn't necessarily call them the villains they were the they were a problem for Hitler to have a, the casual dinner at home that he wanted to have with Neville Chamberlain. This is a sentence I'm saying out loud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but didn't, I mean, I'm, I may be wrong. Did I miss this? It didn't, he was purposefully trying to get them drunk so they would leave. Right. Yeah. Right. He was trying to liquor right. them up so they'd go home. They just didn't go home and he came back with Chamberlain. I think the show would have been better. And I think the show would have said more. <laughs> if it had never been aired. Well, <laughs> I think, okay, it came out 1990. I think, okay, cut out any Jewish references because I would have said, what if it was in 1990 where if Adolf Hitler was alive and he was 80 and you could have made a somewhat humorous show about that. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I just think anytime I don't know, you gotta putting putting making the neighbors you know decidedly and distinctively Jewish obviously yeah. builds in a tension that has comedic potential. It may not be appropriate comedic potential, right. but you, you automatically have a tension there that you wouldn't have had if it had been basically anybody else. I mean that was that was it was kind of funny. To have them, yeah, and especially to have the wife be best friends with Ava Brown, like yeah. that was that was kind of that was kind of amusing to me. And it was amusing because I, I've got a dark sense of humor sometimes, but <laughs> just the but so but it's so filled with tension of where is this going to go in the long term? Like you're what? saying, like oh my gosh, what are you going to do four episodes from now when you're into some pretty dark stuff? 
yeah. I don't know how you're going to handle it, but that's why you could get people to continually tune in, I guess. Netflix. Uh, I think what they should have done is, you know, because he was he very much came off as Ralph from the Honeymooners, kind of yes. like that. Oh, Adolf. Yes. You know, you're oh, up to Adolf. What they should have done was uh, Joe and I talked about it last week, I think off air, but uh, the movie Jojo Rabbit, where Hitler was yeah, right. a little boy's imaginary friend. So he is this Hitler from a child's perspective. So this pouty just spoiled uh, temper tantrum take if you want to do the sitcom which is dangerous territory go full tilt that direction make him Mm -hmm. cower uh, before his wife just make him the pouty little child who mopes and just you you need to go further than just Ralph Cramden Uh, you need to go full tilt and just make him just a pitiful husband character and then maybe you can pull something off here or, or what if you went to the like the episode starts with hitler waking up and going honey i had this weird dream that i took over germany and i did something really awful and then just just and maybe hitler becomes best friends with his jewish neighbors yeah, maybe you could take no, it almost redeeming place. him. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, yeah, or you, you got <laughs> You've got to start it off with him waking up in his bunny rabbit footy pajamas, saying, "Honey, I wet the bed again." But okay. That's how you need to start. Okay. <laughs> but the odd thing about having, wow. I mean, there were some comedians in the past that have made fun of Hitler, and they've talked about, hey, this is our way of coming to grips with the awful things that happened. I, I no, it, it, it just very strange. Mel Brooks definitely came from that yes. perspective, said right. many times that this was his way of getting back at Hitler, was right. by making him, by humiliating his image. Exactly. Well, and you think about the movie that Tarantino did, where Oh, Inglorious Bastards were mm-hmm. pretty much at the end. The Inglorious Bastards go after Hitler, and it was kind of a a definite. I mean, obviously, it wasn't what happened, but the movie ends with, and I guess we can give the spoiler alert, where they end up killing Hitler in the theater. And now, obviously, sadly, that's not what happened. I mean, but they, in essence, like tried to save lives by killing Hitler in the theater, and it, it turned out to save a lot of lives, which. It'd be nice if that happened, but sadly it didn't. And, you know, thankfully Hitler didn't survive World War II, but sadly there were six million deaths that happened beforehand. So, yeah, very, just very weird. Uh, there was a Netflix movie um, based on what if Hitler was alive today, where he was on talk shows and everything. Uh, did you, you guys ever hear about that? No. No. Yeah, I, I haven't found it. I don't have Netflix. Yeah, it tried to kind of take on the whole Hitler thing. It's weird. It's just, I don't know, don't do sitcoms about Hitler. I guess that's my my big takeaway. Well, Uh, I I think Jojo Rabbit showed that it it could be done right. Um, But it's very careful. You've got to make, I I guess my takeaway from Jojo Rabbit is if you're going to do something in a comedy format with Hitler, he has to be the pinata that yeah. anyone who wants to take a shot at him hit away. Just right. any way to make fun of him, to make him look, uh, I mean, perhaps the most evil man in history. 
Um, you can't just make him as that old lovable, stumbling, mischievous neighbor. <laughs> right. Him, him as the the identifiable where you want to identify parts of yourself in this hero. Like that's no, you need to not put yep. him there. That no. <laughs> very yeah, very strange. So, I, I Joe's curious about yep, the. He's got to go to bed with his. See, you know, he's got to go to bed with his teddy bear in his arm and sucking his thumb. Just any yeah. way to make him look small. <laughs> I, I share Joe's curiosity. Where does this go with the other seven episodes? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, very strange show. I found a found a link online of a place yeah. that claimed to have a link to the other script. Oh, <laughs> but then okay. when I went there, it was the file not the the page is not found. <laughs> they were uh, they were taken they away. Had, they had all the they had all the scripts of the other episodes that they that they filmed, which may have just been as fine as watching it because watching it was not it was not a smoothly filmed show. Well, we're talking about 1990, right? 1990 right. BBC. Um, that wasn't necessarily <laughs> what they were doing at the time. Well, well, uh, we and this thing was supposed to be a little bit clunky and weird, I feel. Well, and we well talk, I mean, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, 1990 BBC, this is just a couple years removed from Doctor Who spaceships on fishing line. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although you would think that this was was well known enough, and then the actors were well known enough, because when the first the first appearance of the main characters, audiences were cheering. Yeah. Very. So well, yeah, I like to <laughs> Well, maybe a little bit, or told to. If you've ever been to a taping of a TV show, the big lighted signs are telling you to applaud. And they must pipe something into the air in those places because you just feel like you're laughing at stuff that I never would have laughed at <laughs> any other time. I went to a taping of David Letterman way back in the day. And uh, and uh, I was, yeah, I was laughing at jokes that were only marginally funny. Like, why am I laughing so hard at this right now? Well, Some type got, of laughing gas, I assume. Well, but you've got the audience. <laughs> I mean, some of the shows, they have the applause or the... Laugh. Was there any laugh signs in that? Yes, there were okay. applause signs because you, they wanted you to be cheering right. and whatever uh, when people entered and and whatever. But uh, what was really amusing to me, they really there was a kind of shouting they didn't want you to do. Uh, I think it was I think it was just something simple like "woo," like that, like that. <laughs> the resonance of that affected their microphones. They claimed like it would blow out the microphones because of the volume of that. So like the me and my friend who went, we were in the line coming through about to get into the theater and we knew they didn't want us to do that in the theater. So we were getting them out before we got into the theater. <laughs> they did not find that funny at all. <laughs> they were just like, you absolutely cannot do that in here. No, 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 absolutely. No, we get it. We're getting rid of them now so that when we get in there. Yeah. The microphones were pretty close, and they were pretty powerful. It makes me think, and maybe we need to throw this on our list in the future. There was a show called Studs, uh, old game show. You guys may have seen it, um, where they had it was like a, oh, uh, it was like the, a dating show, but it was these muscle bound guys, and there were these very, I don't know what to call them safely now. Ladies who weren't that smart, I guess, would go out with these guys. <laughs> they would come back, and 
all of the um, episodes would be how the date went. But it was all these weird double entendre, but like, but it wasn't like, I don't know, as offensive. It was very strange. Like, the guy had big muscles, and the crowd would be like, woo! You know, the crowd would do what yeah. you weren't supposed to do in the Letterman thing. A very strange show. It was very, it was like double entendre. Early, early yeah. Fall. Yeah, they're early Fox. Maybe we should address that in a future review. <laughs> well, we, how do you we, remember these shows, man? Oh, very good. Yeah, <laughs> keep coming up with these things that are. If I ever watched this show, uh, I can't. I couldn't remember. There's no way. I don't think I ever watched it. But if I did, this was long gone from my memory. Yeah, studs will be on the list. Probably not next week, but should be on the list. So, any other thoughts on Hail Honey, I'm Home? We we promise a, a another episode, which we probably took too big of a bite. So, well, well, we should do it. Hail Honey, I'm Home. Only yeah. if you're really morbidly curious. It's only 25 yeah. minutes, but if you ever want time to slow down for you, go ahead and watch the show. <laughs> Be you will age five years. You will age five years. You'll get your part the part of your life back that you lost watching uh uh the Snyder cut of Justice. Right. <laughs> Watch them back to back and it'll sort of even out. Well, don't tell us we didn't give you content because we're also releasing a great god music video that we're gonna address that was strange at various levels. So let's get to that. But from hey, the same for, era, really, from the same era. Yeah, yes. Early 90s. Uh, early 90s. One of the time to be alive on TV. All <laughs> right. Well, let's get to that real quick. For Paul and Joe, this is Chris. And have a great one. Thanks for checking our podcast. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you later. Bye bye.